You don't get 10 minutes this time. I didn't take 10 minutes last time. Yes, you did. Seven minutes no, two times ago. I can't seconds. say last week, but the... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sam Fain, and I am joined this week, uh, as always, by the tournament master, Todd Jershel. Todd, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Fantastic. Ready for week, roll up. Indeed, indeed. And uh, as you heard there in our in our sort of soft intro, or our cold open, if you will, uh, we have Mike Molesky with us as well. Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great, Sam. Don't want to use the mute button tonight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, no muting. It, it, it won't have to happen. <laughs> uh, we also no, great to be here. Great to be here. We also have a very special guest tonight. Uh, we had a, a, a change of plans at the very last minute. Um, I'm pretty pretty much as last minute as you can get. Um, we, we originally were scheduled to go with a very special interview that we're looking forward to bringing you, but we did have to do a little rescheduling, uh, and you'll be hearing more about that very, very soon. Um, in fact, probably within a day or two of this podcast dropping, you will know uh, who we're interviewing and why we're interviewing them. So that's something to look forward to uh, for this Friday anyway. Um, but luckily, joining us last minute, we had been meaning to do a promoter spotlight with this promoter for a while we have tk thomas keen with us tk how you doing good good night and weather's pretty nice over here that's that's the wrong podcast podcast that you know you 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 owe them i think ten dollars that it used to be a dollar but with inflation it's ten dollars now you owe yeah yeah man um well thank you so much don't worry (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us especially on short notice oh yeah no problem yeah, I, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard we got the message that uh, our interview was off, and uh, TK was happened to be messaging me at the same time. I'm like, "Hey, uh, you busy tonight?" And luckily, he was able to accommodate us. So, thank you, TK. Yeah, yeah. no problem. And we, you know, we, we may or may not talk more about this in the future, but we do just want to say that with the interview that we had scheduled this evening, uh, it was just one of those things that happens. That nothing, you know, nothing weird or anything like that. This this person is looking forward to speaking to us. We're looking forward to speaking to them. It just you know just didn't work out for a number of reasons. So we're really appreciative, and we can't wait to actually have that interview. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to have an awesome time here tonight. Hard subject to change, Sam. Card That's right. Card to subject to change. Right. Exactly. As always. As, as, always. as, as always. Um, so let's go ahead and kick into the opening bell. We've had, uh, of course, a round of teasers uh, for the upcoming releases. Uh, we'll start off with the Legends teaser, which was none other than Action Mike Jackson. Uh, enhancement talent extraordinaire, Alabama junior heavyweight champion forever. Uh, and uh, you know, just a really interesting, fascinating career. I mean, a guy who's literally still wrestling today at the age of 72 years and uh, has, has had an incredible Incredible career has been in the ring with just about anybody who's you know anybody, um, and uh, has obviously spent more time on his back than not, but uh, fully capable of giving you just excellent matches, um, and you know would certainly be able to to hang you know with with anybody that we have in the game thus far, and of course all the names that we don't that we have on our wish list and that sort of stuff. So it's just a really wonderful uh, addition to the game, and I'm super excited about this. Uh, I think the art is. Great. Great, and uh, I think it you know it certainly tips the hand for the theme, if you will, of this four pack. Uh, people have, have already been speculating, adding other potential names to the list. We'll see if any of those turn out to be right. Um, Mike, talk a little bit about Mike Jackson. Well, first off, I, I did was trying to look through. I'm searching here on the internet, and I can't find any recollection, any any record of him wrestling you, Sam. So he didn't wrestle anybody who was anybody, but <laughs> but he. he 
I think to your point, he had a, he had a really notable career. I think he um, truly put over a lot of people and made a lot of wrestlers look better than maybe they would have against someone else. Um, and so, um, you know, in honoring the history of the game, it's always great to get guys like that in there. And plus, I think he's, he's going to be one of those guys who probably, I haven't seen the team's stats yet, but I, I think he'll probably be someone who's, um, could steal a win or two from some of the other lower, uh, lower card talent. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that that would make a, a lot of sense. Cause he was definitely a guy that, uh, he, he, I mean, he did that on, on occasion, you know, I mean, he would get the opportunity to, you know, to wrestle, um, you know, some of the other guys who might've been on the lower end of the spectrum. And he was generally the guy that, you know, that, that, that went over, um, you know, this isn't somebody who was, uh, you know, perpetually losing matches. He, he did, you know, squeak in a win here or there. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, just a, a real journeyman, you know, went all over the place in particular, like the, the Southeast, but, uh, um, just exciting to to have a talent like this in the game because I think that the, you know the anytime we get names um, that have had the longevity uh, of Mike Jackson that have the experience of somebody like a Mike Jackson um, it's somebody that can just clearly fit so many roles uh, on, on your uh, your cards whether or not you're putting him just a, as a lower card guy you know opening you know matches or if you are indeed using him as enhancement talent against some of those those bigger names um, Todd what are your thoughts well, on I, oh go ahead sorry Mike well, I was going to say, Sam, the other thing is for those who are running territory style fits, I think this is a really great signing because, you know, you can have him, you know, winning matches, I, I believe. I mean, again, we'll see what the stats look like, but I, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that he'll be able to win some matches and then but then also be able to put over some talent further, you know, down the card. So it's, it, right. I think I think it'll be one of those things where if you're running a territory style fit, I think this is a great 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 get yeah yeah you know and i mean even just taking a quick look at like uh his cage match for instance like i mean he's got a he's got a win um you know here and there uh during his time like in continental for instance you know just looking at a stretch of, of, of about two months here uh he was batting about 500 so you know like you say it's not somebody that's necessarily always going to to, to lose and we'll see what the stats say like you know but but uh, i have a feeling that obviously there's going to be some fidelity to the you know giving him the opportunity to pull in uh a win or, or two especially depending on who he's matched up against um but uh i i'm always eager to see the stats you know i i might know some names ahead of time i might get to see art a little early but uh usually i don't get to see the stats until everybody else does so i'm really looking forward to seeing what we've uh what we've got here uh todd what are your thoughts on mike jackson uh no great great to get the get there uh you know i i love me some enhancement guys there and this guy is definitely well known down in uh in the south uh, I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen some matches where he's been in before, uh, you know, back in the day, the only match, uh, that I definitely know I've seen is a recent one where he, uh, was, uh, at a GCW show, uh, and he fought Matt Cardona, uh, down at the center stage in Atlanta, kind of back where they used to do a lot of the old WCW tapings where, you know, he took part in. So I thought that was kind of a, a nice callback uh, to bring him in uh, for that GCW show. So yeah, maybe I'll throw him against Matt Cardona once, uh, once I get the card then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be super cool. I, I mean, it is kind of crazy. You you go to like his cage match or you know whatnot, and and you look up you know his career, and you literally have matches going back to 1974, and then you have you know matches that literally took place like two weeks ago against Colby Carino uh, on NWA you know TV shows. So like it's uh, it, 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 I mean that's 
that's unique. You know, there, there really, I don't think there's anybody else that you could say that about. Um, you, you like know, there's three know generations there's, worth of talent that he's yeah. That, that's pretty neat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, TK, what about you? Any any thoughts on Mike Jackson? Um, not really. I mean, I didn't know about him until I uh, saw the the post, and I did a little Google research, and he actually has been around. He's been in WWE, WCW, AWA, NWA. So, I mean, not really much. I mean, more stars the better, right? Absolutely. Any any name is a good name. Uh, there's plus, no doubt about that. Plus, uh, need somebody for uh, Nacho Barrera to go against. No way, Nacho Mania to run wild. <laughs> That's right. Or <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe not. You know. Depends on the stats. That's right. Maybe it's Jackson Mania. Um, I have a title for title match between Nacho and uh, Mike Jackson's titles there, you know. Uh, and then yeah, I, 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 apo- I apologize for the bad uh, Marvel movie reference there, but no, couldn't help myself. <laughs> my kids have been my kids have been all about Hotel California lately because of it. So it's it's a, you know <laughs> Shang Chi for those of you who who haven't picked up on it, but watch the movie. Great movie. Great movie. I yeah. just got oh, my tickets today for. I just got my tickets today for Doctor Strange too. So. Oh, nice. Very, very nice. Um, speaking of nice, here's one that uh, I was excited to type up, which I didn't have to do too much work because I just went back to the original handbook and, you know, kind of kind of pulled from there. But uh, the uh, the the teaser for War Games 2092 Reimagined was Dragon Master. Um, just, uh, you know, one of the iconic characters of those early years, Pit Viper, you know, Dragon Master, um, always someone that I loved using. Um, super cool to to see him get the reimagined treatment. I think the art looks great. I think it, you know, it's a, it's a very faithful homage to the original uh, Chuck Carter art from 2092. Um, that background, uh, I, I like uh, a lot. I think it helps the the artwork to, to pop as well. Just the you know the contrast between those bright greens of his his trunks and the um, uh, the red of uh, the background. So um, it, it's looking good. And and I mean, he was uh, someone that I spent a lot of time uh, with in in the early years uh, of my Fed and of my playing experience. Um, I really liked Pit Viper a lot. I loved it when he went heel. In fact, the funny thing is, is I actually turned him heel before I got there in in, in the storyline. Uh, just kind of naturally happened, and uh, you know he he had a great run um, with the assassins, and then when he you know took the mask off and just kind of embraced, I think who he was and the more honorable uh, nature that that he had kind of seen corrupted by what had happened to him. I I was all over it. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, I loved teaming him back up with Pulsar Prime. At that point, um, you know, in my Fed, Pulsar Prime had already actually had a run with the, with the title, a brief run with the title. So I didn't mind, you know, kind of bringing them back together as, as a tag team and letting them, uh, you know, just uh, just go for it. And then they held the tag titles uh, a couple of times at that point as well. So um, I, I'm excited about this. Todd, what are your thoughts and memories for Dragon Master? Uh, you know, so I, I, my, my fit, as I mentioned before, started in 2093. So like, uh, Dragon Master and Pulsar Prime Titan Express were a big tag team for me. Uh, they, you know, they were a frequent contender and I do remember I would, you know, uh, do annually a, uh, uh, 64 man tournament, 
uh, with all the guys in the GWF at the time. I think it was 64-32. Uh, big, big tournament. But I remember like in uh, round two in consecutive years, Dragon Master and Pulsar Prime both knocked off Chaos in the second round. So oh, I always wow. remember that big Dragon Master beating Chaos match always sticks to my mind. Yeah, for uh, sure. That's crazy. Uh, wait, wait, did you you ran tournaments? I know, right? It's a hard, <laughs> hard thing to imagine, right? Yeah, you know I'm that? shocked. Quite I, frankly, you know, I, I figured I'd give it give it a shot. Uh, but uh, as for the art itself here, uh, you know, we wanted to, you know, at least you know, play pay homage to the original Chuck uh, art. So you know, some of the the face and 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 the gear definitely comes in from. Um, from uh, that that original Chuck drawing and some of the coloring as well, uh, but as far as the body pose, we wanted to make sure you know, get something a little bit different than the original. Uh, kind of show off more of his uh, upper body physique. I mean, he you know with his stats, he's not like a slender guy. He's kind of more of a built guy. So uh, doing some research, kind of finding up some photo references, I uh, used uh, Chong Li uh, from Bloodsport as the uh, body reference, which I thought was kind of kind of cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, and I realized he was also in. Uh, um, in uh, Enter the Dragon, so two, That's right. uh, you know, two like, iconic movies there uh, that he was Bolo uh, Young, uh, yeah, part of. So, uh, B- Bolo Young was the, the the actor there, but yeah, uh, uh, but yeah. So I I think it came out really good. I know we, we were playing around with the backgrounds a whole bunch, trying to figure out the best the best look for it. Uh, I, I like how it came out right now. So, um, but yeah, Dragon Master, we're uh, glad to, glad to have him out there. Yeah. Uh, TK, uh, what are your thoughts and memories of Dragon Master? Uh, Dragon Master was great back back in the day. I mean, I always kind of figured him kind of like a Ricky Steamboat, kind of. You know, when Pulsar turned into Pulsar Prime, they held several tag titles. Um, He was actually interplanetary champion for a while. He was actually the first member of the Yoda to be uh, introduced into my Hall of Fame. So... And uh, regarding the new art, uh, like they said, it's a homage to Chuck Carter, and I kind of like it myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm thrilled, honestly, to have uh, to have this reimagined artwork and 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 to just you know be able to to play with these guys again. Um, it's been a while since I, I you know did those years, and uh, I. I I'm looking forward to the time. Uh, this is going to be just a running gag, so maybe it's part of the roll-up drinking game when I when I uh, finish up my classics fed and start off on the uh, the golden age again. But um, super cool, and, and always looking forward to seeing what the next piece of reimagined art will be. Which, of course, uh, next Monday, hopefully, obviously we had a little bit of a hiccup uh, this this particular week. Uh, eagle-eyed, uh, faithful, were able to to spot to the post when it went up <laughs> sans art, uh, but we were able to get that all squared away and, and taken down and put back up with the with the proper art so um it'll be cool uh to see what's coming next and um speaking of what's next it's actually not happened yet because we're recording on a tuesday night but on wednesday night april the 27th you will get uh the next name announced for the best of the indies 2022 and that name is none other than jack cartwheel um jack cartwheel is uh I, just a hell of a talent um he's a guy that a, a lot of people uh, have their eye on already as being you know just a big big star within the next year or so um it's kind of crazy to think that he's only got a couple of years under his belt 
you know, you go to cage match, for instance, and uh, whereas a lot of guys you'll go and look at, you know, you click on their matches and you've got like three, four, five, depending on who you're, you know, if it's Mike Jackson, who knows, maybe 10, 12, 20 pages uh, of wrestling matches. But with Jack Cartwheel, it's just one page. Um, but when you look at what he's, you know, what he's done, who he's been in the ring with and, and how often he's getting booked, it's clear that this is a guy um, that, that, you know, has something. And uh, I think it will be a name that we are lucky to have signed at this particular point his career and put a card out for right now um, because he's definitely on his way up. Um, wrestled a lot with GCW, um, was recently a participant in um, PWG's BOLA, uh, has wrestled obviously with PWG a few times in addition to that. Um, and, I, you know, just an incredible high flyer, wonderful talent, great look. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, as we frequently say, someone that we're, you know, just thrilled to be bringing to the game and have an indie card for. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on Jack Cartwheel? Sorry, mute key was unmute key wasn't working there. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, it's a great piece of art. I'm going to yeah. sound like the Uncharted Territory guys for a second and just say <laughs> I know I don't know a lot about them. Um, I'm not uh, the biggest follower of the indie scene, but I think that you know there's clearly a lot of excitement about this guy. I think Warner. Um, did a real nice job capturing, you know, who he, who he is. So I, I think our fans are going to be real excited about having him. And like you said, Sam, I mean, it, it looks like his career is going somewhere and, and to get him, in, you know, in the game now, I think is an, is a great cat. And, and yeah. for the record, Dragon Master as Pit Viper was my first tag team champion. You didn't ask me about him, so I just thought I'd throw that in. I, I know, I know. I was gonna, I, I was gonna rectify that, uh, uh, but you did it for me. So uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, any other thoughts on, on Dragon Master and on that new uh, reimagined art? I, no, I think I think the uh, the thing I loved about it was you know Todd and I talked about it. You know, it, it's a. Uh, a guy who couldn't be like a tiny guy. Like if you look at the original art, he's and his, you know, height weight that he was estimated at and everything, he couldn't be a small guy. He's not Bruce Lee. Um, you know, so to have a guy who's a little bit more of a physical specimen, I think was a, was a great, uh, choice. Uh, you know, and, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I hope people like him. I like him. I think, uh, you know, I, he was one of the characters I was really excited for. Um, Pit Viper was a was a favorite of mine. Uh, loved him in his initial run. Like I said, he was my first tag team champion with Lord Nexus, and he um, was a great um, heel when he joined the Masked Assassins. Like the you know the ultimate betrayal, and then you know the redemption, which great redemption story. So. Thrilled, thrilled with the art. Um, I think uh, Warner did a really nice job. I thought, you know, to other people's points that you know, the he was true to the Chuck Carter art, but gave it its own twist, and I think that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I totally agree with everything you just said, and, and had obviously sounds like I had a similar experience uh, with him. Here's a question that I'll throw out there real quick. I, I want to get back to Jack Cartwheel in a second, but it's uh, something that uh, I don't know the answer to, um, which isn't a surprise. But uh, Dragon Master uh, oftentimes was portrayed as being the play-by-play man for the GWF in, in later years. I saw many promoters doing that, um, but I don't know that it was ever was it ever officially mentioned in any of the booklets and if it if it wasn't um does anyone know where 
that came to be like how that that kind of became can, can, i'll give you a little inside baseball on this one sam yeah a yes it was in the booklets okay but there's a great bootleg card out there yeah the gwf commentary team right and it was dragon master and Van- vanity yep I kind of remember who did that card. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Who did that card? Oh, wait, mm. it was me. It was Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it was one of the, one of the bootlegs. I don't know if it was the first or second bootleg set I did, but I was like, Oh, we need an official commentary team. So like we were trying to figure out good guys for that. Vanity, like as a color guy, just kind of made sense. So like who's kind of a good straight man that kind of writes it. And the Dragon Master came up there. And I, and I yeah, so it uh, it definitely fit. And then Tom really liked it and somehow wrote it into the book. So that worked that was pretty cool. What year was that written into the book? Do we do does anyone remember? Ooh, early teens. Was that teens? Was it like the early teens? You know what? Uh, here it is. He returned to the uh, the GWF to, to Centra, so he was uh, the the play by play guy uh, okay. on Centra. Um, I knew it was in the early two thousands of real. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't sure exactly when it was, but yeah, so that sounds right. Centra time frame sounds right. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. oh my goodness, might have yeah. to do something. How about oh, that? Oh, oh, oh. Well. <laughs> you know, and one other thing that, that I'll throw out there real quick, uh, just talking about Dragon Master, not that we're doing a, you know, a, a spotlight on Dragon Master or anything, which would be a great, a great spotlight to do. But it is worth mentioning that uh, obviously, Mike, y- you know, you were able to take a pass at him as Dragon Fighter in the early classic sets, um, which I always thought was really great to, to see. And I, you know, I loved the, the idea that we were able to get Dragon Fighter, Pit Viper, Dragon Master, and have that kind of, that whole, that whole history. Uh, do you want to talk uh, a little bit about that? Well, I mean, to be honest, it was one of the, the um, pieces, you know, one of the characters I was most concerned with actually when I did early classics. Um you know, I mean, he, he made the cover obviously. And, and, um, I, I think because, because we knew what he turned out to be, there wasn't a lot of mystery, but there was still like a real desire for people to play that early card, yeah. you know, before the attack. And so, I mean, that was one I remember telling where like this, this has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this one this one can't be okay like this has to be a you know a good job it's one of my favorite um, pieces of art in the set i mean honestly oh yeah no i definitely one of my favorites um i think werner did a great job of it i might have to put that one up on the wall too i i guess i've never shown any of you guys i i have like a a wall of early classics art over here nice. um you know so it's it's i've got um well, maybe we should say that for another episode. What, what what pieces of art I have hanging? But we but, should we uh, should definitely do that sometime, though. But, but but Dragon Master probably it should should go up there at some point. Yeah. And to answer your question, the Dragon Master Vanity card was released in two thousand and one. Two thousand one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought you. Oh, that's what you sent me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it was funny. Thanks for that TK, because I remember it being one of my first Galacticons and I couldn't remember if it was my first or my second that I picked that up. So that, that was, would be that was your the second then? First. Was your first one was in 2001. Okay. That was my cool. first. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were, you were like the, I met Tom and Leslie, then Mark and you. So yeah. it was, I think I picked that up pretty quickly. 
<laughs> what, what, you, you, were probably hawking your, you were probably hawking your goods right away. And I uh, not right away. No, I, just, I was just putting stuff next to the sign that says don't put stuff here. Don't put uh, stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, TK, you said what, what, what Galacticon was that for you in 2001? I believe number two, because I think I, I can't remember if that was with Cameron, my oldest, or not. Okay, but we'll, we'll get we'll get into that shortly, though, for sure. Yes, <laughs> cool. Um, but you you know, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it back over to you, uh, TK, for a moment. Uh, any thoughts on Jack Cartwheel? Are you familiar with him at all? Um, no, not really. Although I do like the cartwheels on his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll finally uh, or find find out soon. I mean, you guys say he's an up and comer, so yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think there's a good chance that he'll uh, he'll land somewhere sooner or later. Um, and uh, you know whether it's whether it's AEW or the NXT route or, or something else, we'll we'll have to just wait and see. Todd, what are your thoughts on Jack Cartwheel? Uh, yes, I've gotten to see a little bit of him here and there, and uh, yes, he does do cartwheels during the match. You know, if you're, if you're wondering, so that's. Uh, I think he also had another name at one point, Jack Cartwright, but he goes by Jack Cartwheel more. And I thought, you know, as overall, it's like, yeah, that's 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 the name we want because it's uh, that's much cooler. Yeah, uh, right. But yeah, I've seen some of the stuff he's done in GCW, and yeah, he's definitely making a name, and he's fighting a lot of the top guys there. So this is one guy I thought, you know, just just made a lot of sense. Uh, I wanted to make sure. We kind of got the tassels in there because a lot of times, some of the reference photos you see out there, he's got the tassels and some he doesn't, but he's using the tassels more. I just thought overall on the card that just um, was a much better look uh, for him. So it's you know, one of the rare, um, you know, uh, landscape cards instead of portrait one. But I thought, you know, given kind of the look and stuff like that and with the logo, it, it fit really well to, to do that one landscape. Yeah, I like Does he have a bad quadricep? I don't know. In the art, you know, it's got that bandage around the quadricep. I was just. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know about that. It maybe it's just a one-time thing. Just happened to have it on the reference photo. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just, I'm, I'm just curious. That's all. No, exactly. Like, that's one thing. Yeah, you know, if you give him the thing, your yeah, Warner will do exactly what's on the on the uh, on the reference there. So. Are you saying he's like Ron Burgundy? Like, you know, just don't put it on the cue card because right, right. you read the cue card. Exactly. Right. A cue card. <laughs> I'm from Ron Burgundy. Uh, go bleep yourself. Sorry. Warner, I apologize, Warner, if you're listening to this. I, I hope you're not. But if you are, that that was not – that was more of a dig at Todd. Than, <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, you know, and I, just to throw a couple names out there real quick, people that he shared the ring with uh, even recently, um, you know, guys like Jordan Oliver, Ninja Mac, um, yeah, uh, 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 there was another name right in front of me, and now it's gone. I can't think of who it was, but uh, Blake Christian, Kevin Blackwood. Um, he's had some tag matches where he's gone up against a second gear crew. You know, Manders, uh, Matthew Justice. So, um, been in the ring with a lot of guys that that we have uh, in, in the game already. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd. So I, I think uh, you know he's he's a perfect fit. And if anybody's running like a GCW type Fed, I mean, this is just a, a great get for that. And and uh, any indie Fed, um, as far as you know, if you're looking for that kind of high flyer smaller guy you know just out there doing crazy stuff um jack's jack's your guy there's no doubt about it so uh any get is a good get but i think that this one is going to prove to be um a really really good one as time goes by so uh excited to bring jack cartwheel to the game 
Yep, get him and Ninja Mac into your scrambles right away for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so that's all we got for teasers. Uh, again, you'll be getting a new teaser uh, come uh, Friday, and uh, when you see that teaser, you will also have the identity of uh, our special interview uh, in, in a couple weeks. So um, we're really looking forward to doing that. Uh, anything from FedHQ, Todd? Anything um, for Galacticon or uh, the game night? Anything you want to uh, throw out there? Uh, nothing yet. Uh, yeah, so it was just kind of catching up the last week on a couple things there. But, yeah, we'll have some more information out about the game night there um, in early June pretty soon with the um, yeah. – what, what our plans are for the night, the timing. Again, it'll be it'll be something free uh, that everybody who wants to can attend. Uh, and we'll do some game playing. We'll have some announcements. Uh, Galacticon tickets will be up as we mentioned before. So I think uh, it should be it should be a fun time and lead us right in uh, about a month and a half uh, before Galacticon. I think six is it six weeks before Galacticon. So yeah, it should be a, a good prep for that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. oh, and I did want to mention. I will mention also that the um, uh, the pre-order will be. Uh, oh, there's my little cheat sheet here. Uh, pre-order will be on the 13th, Friday the 13th. Lucky Friday the 13th will be our pre-order. So, all right. So we should have some fun, uh, fun announcements that week, um, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, these are going to be great sets, and uh, I, I think you know people will want to get that pre-order in. Uh, you won't have to feel left out as everyone else starts receiving their packages in the mail, and you haven't ordered yet. So uh, I would certainly recommend pre-ordering uh, if you are able. Uh, and yeah, come out to the game night. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's always uh, you know good conversation in addition to you know any any tournaments that might be taking place or any matches. Uh, you know, if there's any any callouts, if anybody's uh, uh, setting something up on the boards, etc. Uh, or over at the uh, Phil Sir Games Promoters Facebook page, which has always uh, got interesting conversations and, and wonderful match reports going on over there as well. So, um, one thing that we wanted to talk about before we headed over to the main event with our promoter spotlight with TK uh, was actually just a little bit about women's wrestling. Um, it, it's been in the news. Uh, I, if you're aware, Becky Lynch recently did an interview, and in the interview, she uh, mentioned that uh, AEW didn't, you know, pose much of a threat to women's wrestling because um, that WWE was booked better, uh, had better talent, uh, and uh, got more time on TV. Um, I think that. Um, the, the more time on TV is definitely true. Uh, the booked better is probably true. The more talent is certainly up for debate. Uh, I think that when you look at the top of the card in WWE, um, there are very, very, very few people in North America that can kind of hold a candle, you know, to, to the top four or five women that work for WWE. When you look at the depth and the breadth, though, of, of the of the uh, roster, um, I would say that, that AEW has, has a deeper roster. Now, the unfortunate thing is you wouldn't necessarily know that because they're not getting the time on television consistently, um, to showcase that. And that is, is unfortunate. Um, 
one of the conversations that we were having, and I, and I certainly want you guys to, to respond to, to what you know, Becky had to say, but we were talking a little bit about um, the transition from Britt Baker to Thunder Rosa. And, um, you know, as, as Todd and I have talked about before, I think Thunder Rosa was definitely the, the person, you, you know, I, I think that that was what they had been building to um, for quite a while. And, uh, it, you know, it made sense. Um, I think that there's definitely a bit of a, an argument good-natured, of course, as to whether or not Thunder Rosa is the draw that uh, Britt Baker was or is capable of being that draw. I think that there's there's no question that she's not the draw that Britt Baker was uh, slash is. Uh, although I will argue that I think Britt was starting to cool towards the end of her title reign. And I think part of the reason for that is because she wasn't necessarily getting serious challenges because the division was not getting enough time on television to build properly to that. I think it's the same reason why now you've got Jade Cargill and they tried to build up Marina Schaffer, but that match was not what they needed if they were going to do that. Um, so I think that it's a little bit all over the place. Um, but 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 when you look at names like Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb and Rio and, you know, uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, I mean, my God, like... The, the the talent is there. It just needs to have a showcase. Um, so, Mike, you and I were kind of starting this discussion off before we started recording. Um, talk a little bit about, you, you know, your thoughts on, on what Becky had to say, where you think AEW might be, where they need to go, and uh, and Thunder Rose's, you know, place as the, the women's champion. Sure. Well, I haven't read all of Becky's comments, so it's, I just saw the headline, you know, so to speak. So I can't really speak to everything Becky said. I will say that, um, you know, if, if, if I want to take the AEW perspective, if I had 50,000 hours worth of programming, yeah, I could put more <laughs> women's wrestling on, too. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, so there's that. But I, I think that um, to what we were saying, starting to say before the show, um, you know, I think AEW... I don't know if Britt was cooling or not. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Britt, Britt, but Britt was one of the hottest acts, you know, in AEW uh, for a while there, male, female, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And um, she, you know, I, I think that AEW made a mistake with not in changing, you know, champions. I think that that has to happen from time to time or people get bored. Right. I mean, there has right. to be a, at some point, a champion has to have a credible challenger that can beat them or people lose interest. I, I don't know if we were at that point yet, but, you know, that, that's a, a matter of opinion. Thunder Rosa was the person they were clearly grooming for that shot and, and, and for that spot. So, OK, give it to her. I thought it was really unfair to I know they were trying to give her a spotlight, but to put her against an opponent who hadn't been really built up lately in Nyla Rose, um, at least on, as you said, Sam, on, on their main shows. And, and then to have that be the main event of their special Saturday night event, I thought was unfair as well, because that wasn't going to, there was, that was never going to draw eyeballs, you know, as a main event. Like it just, it wasn't properly, that wasn't properly booked. And I like the way Tony Khan books, um, but that's one I'll criticize him on is I think he dropped the ball. I think he, I don't think he set them up for success there. Um, So, but I I mean, look, I mean, I think that, you know, Becky's comments are great wrestling comments. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, um, you know, I'm going to say something that is a matter of opinion and you can't say it's false, but, 
it creates a lot of conversation and, right. and it's good for the business. So, I mean, I, I think I don't have a problem with what Becky said, at least from the little bit I read about it. Um, you know, I think she's, she's trying to stick up for her company and that's kind of what you're supposed to do. So, well, it's, it's no coincidence, of course, that her husband has made very similar comments in the past about AEW and, and you know, and their talent and, and the roster and, you know, what they, what they do with it. So, uh, and yeah, but I'm, was, I'm betting if, if he you was asked, dead wrong, she actually kind of has a point. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, it, but the other side of it is if you did like, you know, if you had Britt Baker talking about AEW versus WWE, I'm betting you would have the reverse set. Right. I mean, it's like, it's, right, right, right. you're going to stick up for your company and you're going to, you're going to portray your, at least you should, right. If you're not going to portray your company in the best light, they're probably not going to put a microphone in front of you because they want you to talk. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. So she, she's selling her brand, which is great. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and she's one of the biggest mileage professional maker. wrestling bar none. So, I mean, oh, you know, she can, no question. yeah, you know, she can go out there and say she, and, and she had, and she had the best match on WrestleMania. So I, I you know what I mean? Like I, I, I have no problem with her saying what she said. Um, yeah, and, and, I, I, and I totally I, I think agree that, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, nobody's gonna, uh, you know, or, you know, say that she isn't, she's out of her mind or something. I mean, I think it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's a, it's a defend, you can defend her position, pretty easily if you're if you were so inclined i think that you know to say that they're blowing them out of the water though is probably a little bit of uh an overstatement right yeah yeah i i I, again how many how many hours of programming you have right 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 todd what, what, what were your thoughts uh on on all of this yeah i mean i think yeah i think there was the whole Thunder Rosa as champion, yeah, the the, yeah, the, the, the big excitement was in the chase, and a lot of times that happens with baby faces there. That sometimes, eh, you know, the champion, it's not always you know as satisfying as, as as the chase. And I think we, you know, again with the whole you know the women's division, there's been like a couple different things that they've been having to get on. I mean, right as. Uh, you know, she won the title there is also like soon after that, they kicked off all the Owen Hart tournament stuff. So a lot of the women's focus was also put on that, which right. seems to be where Britt Baker is going to be focused now is kind of winning that. But that's a great point, Todd, is that it, it, it did take away airtime from setting up the match. Again, get, getting back to the booking, it's not necessarily bad booking what they chose to do, but bad booking to put that in the main event of a I, I would agree. I card, think right? a, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think either one of the other two matches pro- probably should have been the main event on that one. Yeah, like I mean, especially the, you know, the Sammy, uh, the Sammy uh, versus Scorpio one. Although I know they usually like to start off with a big high energy match, but and maybe they didn't want to put the ROH as the main event. But I kind of would have maybe put the ROH title maybe as the main event. But, well, couldn't of. you put the ROH as the first one? That's kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, there was there was some pop to that, right? Yeah, I mean, there was some could, excitement over that match. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think yeah, probably one of those two probably would have made more sense but yeah i, I, mean, I, I probably would have gone two three one as you if you're going to sequence it right you know the the opener should have been the main event and the and then you move the other two back one slot i, I could see that i could see that yeah probably put the tnt as, as the last one yeah i agree um but um uh as far as nyla rose i know like yeah she hasn't really been booked at all on the main on the main show 
Uh, I don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation, but I do occasionally read the results. And I know that they've been, and I went to the one show there before, and Nyla Rose was positioned as like one of the top women's women in, in the Fed on that show and as a beast and killing everybody on that show. But most people don't watch that. So like, yeah, when they brought her in, I think right after Thunder Rosa won, they brought her in interrupting a segment saying she should be, you know, top one. I know she's on the contender list, but people haven't been seeing those wins. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the drawback of having all that as part of, you know, your records and, and, and building up challengers, but not being some, something that the, the regular fans going to stay. They could have used a WWE video montage of her destroying people. Right. Well, you know, it's funny yeah, like, you say that because that's what they tried to do with Marina Schaffer with the Jade Cargill yeah. match. And and, it, yeah, right. and and unfortunately, again, that was the match, not the build. They actually built that well. It's just the match was. Well, and then they had the they had the, the first Marina Shafir on it was either Dynamite or Rampage match just to have her on one of the regular shows. And it was a complete dud. Yeah, <laughs> as soon yeah. as I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is not going to go over well there. Uh, right, but people knew who Nyla Rose was, yes. right? It wasn't that AEW fans didn't know who she was. It's right. just that they, they they didn't have a reason to care. So they could have used a little of, I, I will say, if you're going to be fair about it, if they take a little bit of the WWE method and do the video montage, build her up, like have her, maybe have her come out and challenge somebody, but then do some stuff to kind of spruce up or maybe give her a squash, you know, right. on the card and let her come out and then make the challenge yeah, right yeah like that like, would have made more squash somebody like i think you know like and and you you, you feed you, you feed her somebody and you have her squash them and just and then you know vicky guerrero comes out and you know tells the crowd excuse me right you know gets the heat and yeah you say right. you know, we need you know you challenge her well, you know, one of the things to your point there, Mike, too, is one of the things that I think they kind of screwed up on from the get go with this is by having Nyla Rose attack Thunder Rosa before she could ever actually speak during her title celebration is they just really sucked a lot of wind out of those sails. And sure. and I know what they were going for, but I but it didn't work. So it, it's an interesting situation. And I think that between the Owen Hart tournament and, you know, having two titles, the TBS title and the women's championship, like I think that that there's a lot of possibilities, you know, bringing bringing people in. I mean, especially like once they brought Tony Storm in and you've got somebody like Ruby Soho there, you've got you've got all these incredibly talented people. You've got, you know, the, the, the bunny, for God's sake, is somebody who's an incredibly solid worker and, you know, and has clearly gone out there and done some you know crazy stuff as well. It, it, there's just there's too much there for them to not start using it effectively. So hopefully we'll we'll see that going forward. And that's not even to speak of like the Ring of Honor women's division and what they're going to do with that. So, you know, not if, that they Tony have any Con- talent there, but... No, no, but if Tony Khan's one of, the, like, the, the 17 people who listen to this podcast, just give us a call. We're happy to help. <laughs> We're more than happy to help. Uh, more than happy to help. Uh, TK, anything to add to all of this? I, I don't know how much you keep up on, on AEW or... Yeah, I don't watch AEW. I stopped watching WWE because I, I just can't stomach it. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad lately. Um... Well, concerning Becky's comments, I think AEW has the talent, like you guys are saying, but they're not shown very much. Yeah, and I, I understand why they they made Nyla, you know, the first person. That way, you can you know build up Rosa a little bit, because you know. But besides that, I don't I don't see who else could have beat 
uh, the DMD, you know. Right. Because yeah. there's not really anybody there. And what Rosa needs is kind of like uh, a sting to her Ric Flair, you know. She don't, who who would challenge her for the title? I mean, who who could be her main opponent through that through her reign? I mean, I don't know. And uh, concerning Jade Carhill, that match they added out of the belts too was eh. Yeah, you, you can definitely tell Jade Cargill is green. I mean, not just her hair or her lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> She's green. I, I love her, dude, but it's like, you know, they're making a big deal about 30 and 0. So I got so much feel like Goldberg is coming, you know. She's going to lose the belt, you know, the taser or something. Right, you know? right. <laughs> Let's not do that. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, mean, my... You know, you know, my my thought was uh, when they when they first brought her in when she debuted, my thought was is that Tony Storm was made to be the person that takes Jade down eventually. But yeah. I don't know if that's if you know if that's going to happen or not. So, yeah, I like Tony Storm. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I say DMD have DMD take her down if you're going to turn her face. Yeah, I th- yeah I mean I think I, if if, if they turn her face, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I mean that the that would be the perfect opportunity to do it. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I think in some ways the potential for your next big heel and, and, and you never know. I mean, there's, there's so many factors that go into it, but like Jamie haters is, is, is somebody that I think could, you know, could be your next big heel in the women's division. If you wanted to kind of build something around her, um, yeah. you know, and she's got the experience. Um, and w- one of the places right. she got that experience was in stardom. Uh, and that is my segue into talking very briefly uh, so that Mike doesn't have to get the mute button about the Cinderella tournament, uh, which wraps up uh, this weekend, actually uh, April 29th. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a, um, a great tournament. Um, I think that, it, you know, there's, there's, there's four women going in to the, cause they, they do both of the semifinals match and the finals match on the same night uh, for the Cinderella tournament. And I think that they have, They've gotten four women that I, I think are um, set up perfectly that you just don't know who's going to win. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what route they take because I think that you know whoever the four of these women that, that walk out, uh, the winner of the Cinderella tournament, it, it will absolutely kind of set an interesting table for uh, where they go next. Um, in particular, because obviously the, the the winner of the tournament gets a wish, and that wish usually is to challenge for one of the top belts. Um, they have, of course, uh, there's been uh, an instance where they challenge for the tag team titles. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think that this is definitely going to be a singles um, match, to say the least. I don't think that Shuri's going to lose um, the the red belt anytime soon. Um, I, I think that they've positioned her as being kind of a, a bit unstoppable. Um, so I don't know that the winner of this tournament is going to have a chance at that if they challenge for the white belt though i could absolutely see the winner of the tournament being the new white belt champion um so you've got you you've got four or four women here that that i think uh it's just going to be really exciting to see um who they go with um natsupoi is is probably my favorite right now not because i think she's going to win but just because i i've really enjoyed her since she debuted um for stardom not that long ago um she'd been in stardom and and then she kind of went away and she's doing other stuff and then she came back to stardom um and I just think that she's she's got a great character. She's she's great in the ring, um, and, and would be a really interesting choice to go with. Um, but of course, they've also got Mariah, who is someone that I feel like um, is 
they have been slowly but surely positioning her to be a main eventer, uh, and this would be a perfect opportunity for her to make that step up. Then you've got Hazuki, though, and Hazuki is someone that uh, equally, I think, has uh, that, that trajectory along with Mirai, so it would be kind of fitting for, for the two of them perhaps to meet in the finals, um, which could happen. Um, um, and then, of course, you've got Koguma, who I feel like Koguma is probably the, the least likely uh, to advance and win the tournament, um, but you never know. Uh, I mean, they had they had Mayu Itami get beaten 17 seconds, um, and that is that is what the Cinderella tournament does. Sometimes you get those shocking upsets, and that was definitely an upset. Um, in addition, of course, to the Cinderella tournament matches, there's a bunch of other great matches on there, including Shuri making a defense against Hamika, um, which uh, should be uh, a really good match. Um, they they had a 10 minute draw in, in round two of the Cinderella tournament. Um, I. I don't think there's any chance that Shuri doesn't walk out still the uh, red belt champion, but anything can happen. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, but, but as Shuri keeps building her uh, God's eye faction, I just don't think they're going to take the belt off of her, especially against somebody from Donna Del Mundo. She already beat Julia uh, earlier this year. So I, I have a feeling this is just a way of her running through her formal, former stable mates because she used to be a part of the group as well. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I think there's an interesting prospect of if Mayu beats Thekla for the SWA championship that uh, they've set up the the potential for Mayu to come to the United States to defend the belt, um, which there's been all sorts of rumors because Bushi Road, of course, owns New Japan Pro Wrestling, that Bushi Road also owns Stardom. And with the AEW New Japan stuff going on, could we see some AEW uh, Stardom stuff going on? And if Mayu ends up winning the belt, she's their top star. She's arguably the best women's wrestler on the face of the planet. If they bring her to AEW and and get her some challengers that way, including sharing a ring with people she shared a ring with before, like Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. That would be really, really cool. So all that to say, if you're remotely interested, I, I highly recommend checking out the Cinderella tournament. There's been some great matches. The wonderful thing is, of course, that they have 10-minute time limits, so you know you're not going into you know a match that you're going to spend 45 minutes with. You know Most of these matches are 5 to you know 7 minutes or so, a couple of 10-minute draws. And then, of course, you've got a 17-second flash pin against the ace of the company and arguably the greatest women's wrestler on the face of the planet today, Mayu Otami. So anything can happen. Um, but speaking of anything can happen, are, are uh, those semifinal and final matches also 10 minutes? No, sorry. They are not. Uh, I believe the semifinals are 20 minutes. And then the, uh, the finals match, I, 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 I honestly don't know if they're doing a time limit for it or not. Um, you can't it, do a time limit in a finals. Yeah, Come on. It, it Come might on. be, it might be, it might actually, it might have an hour time limit, but I mean, they're not going to, yeah, it's not going to go that far. So, okay. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I think that I think the semifinals have a twenty-minute time limit. So, yeah, yeah, uh, fun times, tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. Um, but like I said, speaking of the unexpected, uh, we did have an interview scheduled for this evening, and uh, things just kind of you know happened, so we weren't able to conduct that tonight. But we, that means that we get to do a promoter spotlight, which is also an interview. So we do get to do an interview, uh, and that is with uh, Thomas Keen. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm actually going to shoot things over to Todd. Uh, let Todd take the lead on this one um, because I was prepared to interview somebody else entirely. Uh, so uh, Todd, take it away, my friend. All right. So Thomas, well, you know, a lot of times when we kind of start these promoter spotlights, we get a little bit of kind of history with wrestling and with the game. So uh, give us a little bit of background about like how you got interested in wrestling in the first place. Well, I remember when I was little, I lived in New Jersey and my grandfather was there and he'd always watch wrestling 
And uh, he always used to cheer for the good guys. You know, I remember watching the Haystack Calhoun, you know, back in back in those days and kind of, you know, boys will be boys. So we'd imitate it and whatever. And then as I started getting older, because uh, I lived overseas, I didn't see much wrestling. And then mid 80s, I moved down to Oklahoma and we went to a world class thing that uh, showed up at the Great Plains Coliseum. So we went there and kind of got hooked. And when we got cable, I started watching uh, the 605 show, you know, with w's, or NWA at the yeah. time. So I uh, got in Hawk or got uh, big into wrestling when Hawk Hogan started Hawkamania. No matter who he you went against, we've cheered for the opponent, but uh, now I look back, you know, the talent pool was kind of eh, you know, back then. The only time I think I've ever cheered for him was against Andre the Giant. I did not want Andre to win. So, but uh, yeah, that's how I got started in wrestling. But you said your first ever live event you went to was a world class one? Uh huh. And that was early 80s then? Yeah, like when it, well, around that time, David was still alive. Okay. So, like, like the 80s is kind of blurry for me so had a lot of personal issues with my father at that time so you know uh it's kind of blurry but uh down uh my claim to fame back then as we went down to the cotton bowl or whatever uh was actually in the crowd when carrie von eric beat rick flair oh wow that's awesome yeah so yeah, also excited cool. And now I understand that it was just a, you know, because David was, you know, dedication to David. So, right, right. Yeah. So, but it's still a pretty big moment uh, oh, yeah. to, to get to witness there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to put wrestling into into my kids and for, they follow it for a while, but none of them is more than my youngest one. He kind of studies it. And uh, although now with you know, reserves and uh, school and everything, it's, he doesn't watch it much, but he still watches AEW with me. So that's good. That's good. Uh, so uh, you know, we always ask also how you came about Champions of the Galaxy and Phil Singer Games. Usually, everybody is uh, was a PWI reader, and that's how they came about. <laughs> is that the same for you? Yep. Yep. Uh, like the first or second set came out. I think it was the second one. I saw it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know. So I ordered. Like I, I told the other. The other podcast I ordered GWF and Superstars of Wrestling at the same time, and I got Superstars of Wrestling with no instructions. So and I Tom put put in the mail and got that, and we ran with it and uh, shared it with the neighborhood kids. And next thing you know, we got like thirteen people playing, and we like wow. had the roster and everything else into little pieces. And you know, eventually we got older, and I took over. So. <clears throat> Did you guys actually have a storyline going when you were first yeah, starting had, like, everybody in there together? Yeah. It was pretty much, we, we, you know, we didn't write it down or anything like that, but, you know, we'd all get together, you know, two, three times a week, you know, cause we had nothing but time. So, you know, like I, at first I had Star Warrior and I think, uh, Beast Rider, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a dichotomy there. He got the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my brother next to me, he had Dantos, and and the other one had Lord Nexus, and my best friend had Wolf. So, and you know the other ones, you know, would, would run storylines and stuff like that, and they were really crude compared to what goes on now. But yeah, so we had uh, three titles. We had the Galaxian 
which, you know, you can compete either in the galaxy or in the planetary. And so you put those, you know, whatever resources in each of those. And the only time you can go up is if uh, you have the IP belt. So Thantos had like an ironclad grip on that one. Okay. So in the tag we put it all together and the lightweight was pretty much, you know, uh, some of the not so not so great studded ones like Pulsar and Pit Viper and stuff like that. And that one you can win by DQ or count out. So we got rid of that one really quick. So because hot potato all the time. So yeah, that one's bound to happen there. Uh, so uh, and just kind of hearing about a bunch of the old uh, Club Galactica reports on the uh, uh, Uncharted territories. I've been hearing your name in there once in a while there. So uh, were you an early subscriber to yeah. Club Galactica? I think number forty two. So I still have the, the belts and I still have the tapes that Mark sent out and everything else. So, what was the belts? Huh? What the, was the belts? The little belts that they printed and sent out. Oh, okay. I, I, I came out after the uh, Club Galactica days, so I kind of missed out on all that. Uh, fun. Yeah, I think on, on the <clears throat> on the cassettes, I was Mad Jester, so it was kind of weird. That's uh, very fitting, though, I think. So. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> can't believe you broke K-Fate. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, so, I mean, there's at least a dozen people listening to this podcast, TK. You oh, yeah. can't, like... No, now, now only 11, because I'm, I'm on this one. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we will all my viewership taking a hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so I think the first time that I ever, you know, knew of you uh, was once the promoters started and uh, there was the um, uh, the kind of was it the, 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 the pen pal type stuff mm-hmm. where you listed it there. And I think that was always already going on before with Club Galactica. But once it started with the promoter, that's when I got on and, and had um, you know put my name in there as you know if anyone wanted to send me anything. And I think the first person I ever got anything from uh, that I ever got a communication from was you mm-hmm. and the Head Bashers Inc. Do I remember yep. that right? Yeah. So that was a, a, a newsletter that you put together there. Like, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about about that? Uh, yeah, when I was in Oklahoma, we did a little. You know. I wanted to do something so everybody, you know, knew what was going on. So it was a UWF update. And then uh, I moved to Colorado. So it was kind of, now it's, I couldn't get anybody into it. My brother just kind of stopped playing. So I'm like, okay, I'll put out word. So I'm like, I decided to do something kind of like pro wrestling illustrated. And I put out every one, every three months and all the happenings and the rankings and have, you know, where are they now or have some saying of the month or, or you know stuff like that and uh met or <coughs> sent them out had like i don't know 25 30 subscribers so i had art that either i drew or cut out and yeah and try to do it later in life and just too busy you yeah, know happens. one of the marines and uh boise johansson was supposed to send it out and never went out but then i brought it back later but yeah it's, it's hard to Hard to type up stuff when you're in the desert. So I can imagine. I can imagine. So how, how long were you were you out there? Uh, or, um, were you on uh, deployed for? Yeah, I was in uh, Desert Shield, Desert Storm for nine months. Oh, okay. So yeah, I went back and lived in Hawaii before I after. So 
Yeah, it was like uh, Pete got there like right after I left. Oh man, I was wondering if there's any overlap there. That's that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, you mentioned about about your kids there. So you know, I think as when I'm thinking about you know people who brought their kids and you know uh, to cons, I think you know you're one of the the few that you know, I remember bringing multiple kids there. So kind of what was your experience with you know, bringing your kids into you know, to Galacticon as well as just introducing them to the game? See, my oldest liked wrestling when he was younger, and he, he more liked like the statistical part of it because he had to run the Fed. Uh, he used a business model, you know, and he, he was more into the, the business of it than the wrestling, so he doesn't play anymore. But my daughter, uh, first ex- exposure she had, you know, we have cons around here, and we have like three or four that we used to have, you know, like mm-hmm. LMG Con and uh, Icon and Galacticorn. Uh, like that so she continued to like win tournaments and everything else so yeah she and she became the tournament mistress which i think you, you gave her art for yes i do remember so, that yes, yeah yes. so she, you know after a while it's like people would ask was like alexandria coming i'm like yeah no i don't i don't want to play you know <laughs> so yeah jim came out jim caratonis came out here and uh uh she really liked him but beat him every every time so yeah, she still she'll t- still talk about. Well, you go to Galacticon. Is Jim going to be there? I'm like, yeah. I was like, Tom, I'm going to whoop his butt. You know. So yeah, <laughs> J- Jim's used to that by now. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a kind of like, I mean, I told her like Jim. He never wins the first round anyway, so it's like kind of a give me. You know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he, but, he's uh, he's he's been a Hall of Fame enhancement talent for a great oh, yeah. many That's Galacticon right. <laughs> yeah. supporters over the years. So and uh, my second oldest got into it a little bit. But the one that's kind of took it and ran was Marcus. Mike's met, Mike's met him a couple times, I think. He mm-hmm. met him at the uh, Waterloo. Uh, Absolutely. He's, yep. Yeah, he's a uh, he's very opinionated. So on, on wrestling, he, he did have a few things to say. I, I, yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but but he's shy until you get to know him, and then after that, you're like, please shut up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, right now he's in twenty one oh seven. Oh wow! And, okay, so he's going through yeah. the whole the whole the whole history. I remember when he yeah, started I, a couple I, years ago. Yeah, yeah, I asked him. Was like, do you? We can just skip ahead, and you go. And you go. Like, no, I don't do the whole history. That way, I know who all these characters you guys keep talking about are. And I, and I, I tell him that you know, you know, because what he sees now to what I we went through. Like the CPC days, because the NWO was going on. He's like, I don't see the big deal. It was like you had to live it, you yeah. know. You had to live it because you never knew who was going to turn every day or whatever. And uh, and he 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 likes a lot of the, his favorite one is Dreadnought, and he really likes Anarchy right now. So and Dreadnought and Combat Terror, and he cheers for Pollux a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he really can't stand Prodigy because I, I like Prodigy a lot. And he's like, he's a jabroni. You know, I'm like, he's a five time cruiserweight champion. I don't care. He's still a jabroni. You know, like, put him up against the big boy, see how that cruiserweight stuff goes. He gets a power bomb. You know, so yeah. So, so Dreadnought hasn't died on him yet, huh? That, that's no, he, probably he's, coming up soon. Yeah, he, he's not up to the death card yet. Okay. That's uh, right around that time, though, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, it's the next one. 
This is the next one. Okay, next set. Yeah, okay, gotcha. No. So I remember when he went into Centra, that was always the question. Is like, is he going to be able to come back from Centra? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. That was always well, the, well, the funny thing is, Dreadnought died from Pollux. My fit. Oh, that really? Yeah. Okay. So he he hit he hit his uh, some move of him pin, and I had it to where he actually got pinned or he died. I had it where he did pin using ropes, and then put his elbow across his throat, and the referee didn't get him off fast enough, so he passed away that way. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember. Did you ever have a zombie dreadnought in your fed? In Ace, a little bit. I played Ace a little bit, put him in there. I, I didn't feel right. I think <laughs> I kind of not really disgraced uh, his legacy, but kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. So, his dreadnought did pretty well in my fed, too. And uh, it was kind of a. You know, just the add-on, to add something on. I didn't like it. So. Any other favorites you've had uh, over the years? Uh, the who were kind of some of your top guys that you like booking through the years? Uh, well, Spike was a long champion of mine. Early, early uh, likable guy. He he lost his like really long title reign to Death Mask of all people, and then lost the rematch. So he didn't get it back. Uh, um, I like the lore guys mostly, except for Disaster. Disaster is probably my favorite overall. And as I'm going through now with Marcus on some of this stuff, it's uh, you know, I'm liking some of the older characters a lot better, you know, because he puts that weird flavor that he has. It's like Feral Caddy, you know, he thinks Feral Caddy is like Hawkeye and he plays him, even though he loses all the time, you know. But uh, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get you. He, he changes changes the amulet drop to omelet drop, and when he hits it, he pretend to crack little eggs, put it in a little bowl, and stir it up. He's like, I toss it on you. So, yeah, it's a little weird things like that. So he is definitely uh, your son. I can say that. Yeah, for sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, um, current current wise, uh, I don't know. There's not many. Shane probably. Okay. Are you kind of caught up right now with the GWF and what you're playing, or what are um, you focusing yeah, on? Yeah, right it was. Well? I was in 21:35, and I did a storyline where I broke. <clears throat> I stopped posting on the boards with that Fed. So, but uh, basically, Godson was trying to get control of all the realities, and I had kind of the multiverse thing. Oracle was. After Godsend lost, lost at solitary confinement, Oracle started a spell. The demon Godsend realized, realized that he was doing it wrong, trying to take control of Godsend, and he messed up the spell and it split everything into different realities. So I got a kind of like an ace. Well, Oracle wakes up in a different reality in three realities. The first one's kind of a horror ace thing, and then the second one is. Uh, Kind of a congratulation of everything. We're man of power. And uh, see who's the guy that's Vector Prime or Vector Prime or Vector One. Vector One. Yeah. Uh, I just started that one too. Uh, anyway, he's he's the guy that's in. Uh, uh, Mr. Center, you're talking about? Yeah, Mr. Center. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, those guys. And then the other one is the, the reality that's here, which now the only wrestling federation is FDR. 
So, which <laughs> really, I was so the only thing that's left over in our current reality now is FTR. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can get behind that. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, I re- just recently rebooted and went back to 2087. I'm on a seven day, seven day post streak. Look out, Zeke. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Seven down, uh, 400 and something to go. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so if someone like you're going to Galacticon this year, TK. Yes. So is Marcus. Just don't, don't, don't be alone in a room with Zeke because if something happens to him, everybody's going to know who did it. Yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so mentioned Galacticon here. So uh, I, I know, let's see, I remember meeting you at an early Galacticon. I know you were there for the live event Galacticon because I remember Marcus in the uh, Gladiator face paint for the uh, uh-huh. live event. Uh, how many do you think you've been to uh, of the Galacticon? Me? I've been to six. Six, okay. Like, I've been to four live and about two virtual. Two virtual yeah. ones? Okay, the last two are, okay. Yep. I guess we're counting those now. Yes, I, I that makes sense. Yep, that's how Sam Sam is now. He has to count those. So yeah, I do. Yeah, I think you can't count them until you've been to one in person. Yeah, oh, really? is that, that we're I'll fix that. I'll fix that no. in two and a half months. Sorry, we're moving it back to the East Coast, Sam. <laughs> I hope we can make it. I, I wasn't there the first year that Mike was there. So you I, I have there? a picture of me, you. Mike and Jim Caritonis posing as a full horseman. Oh yes, I do remember that. Yes. Oh wow! You know, thank God there's no no internet like really crazy social media stuff back then. I'm glad. As one off center, so my head wasn't no big. So and then uh, I think the next year was with Cameron, my oldest, and we did the Spirit Squad, and I rolled around on the ground. And we all acted goofy. I, I don't remember who's entered. Wait, wait, dude, who, who did that with you? I, I well, it was me. I think Donald Jones was in it. That was, the, that was the tag team tournament, the tag team tribute tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And uh, I think it was you, actually. Oh, maybe it was my. I think I, I might have been in there too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, the kind of a really good time. Toddy. Member of the Spirit Squad. Oh, you're Toddy. That's right. Yeah, that's right, Toddy. 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 That's right. I probably probably shouldn't have brought that up. So probably not. (laughs) I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with being the butt of the joke there. I have no No. problem with that. Um, So yeah, we looked forward to seeing it. It's been yeah. I I think the last time I've seen you in person probably was that Galacticon twenty five, right? Is that is that right? Last one in Jamestown. Last one in Jamestown. Yeah. So and that's and let's say we're up to thirty something by now. So it's been been a little bit. So yeah, since I've been uh, beating you guys out in Galacticon giveaways. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we have the yeah, you have some Galacticon giveaways that we're working yeah. on there, so that'll that'll be good. Um, yeah, to me, we want to talk about some of your recent uh, creations and stuff like that, that that you've made. I know a couple couple Adamin that you've uh, put out there recently. Yeah. Well, yeah, all of them or just all new ones? Ah, whatever one. Yeah, because I know it started. It was Armor the first. Of the yeah, Armor was uh, during the tabletop. Was it 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah. yeah. So the first one uh, printed a buttload of those, and 
they are all gone. You know, what I had left, everybody would seek out. So, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. I got away from, you know, the typical comic book things, you know, that I used to be associated with, like Chris Little, Little Mueller. That's a name way back. And for, oh, yeah, I remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I used to draw for him. And, uh, yeah, and then the uh, second one was Honey, which was incredible back. Uh, Incredible Badger's niece. So she's based off of Sasha Banks. Had a really hard time with her naming her. So, and, uh, but uh, yeah, and then for holiday giveaways, you know, because it's Thanksgiving, I figure I'll put a turkey out there. So that was Gobbler. And the next year, uh, the chicken who has mental problems and thinks he's a, he thinks he's a duck. So that's. <laughs> Always inventive. Always yeah. inventive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. So uh, this year is a, a re, re, met, I not really, really imagined, but an updated armor card. He's gone away. He's stepped away from uh, FDR's plantation, which was uh, an animan group between Mayhem, uh, Plathador, who went, who went uh, dark, and. Uh, the armor, man, man, it's been a while since I've been my FDR. So, yeah. But anyway, so he stepped away and uh, became a villain. So his, his moveset is kind of that way. Yeah, he has two finishers. It's uh, Fuju. It's armored. Yeah, armored, which is a Fuji or a arm bar. And, oh, disarmored, sorry. <clears throat> and then, or you could get, take a uh, chance and do Crash and Burn, which is a cannonball chair shot in the corner. He's more of a hardcore to go with his, his partner, Al-Khalil, which is an anteater. Yeah, those, those guys seem to have a resemblance to, to some extreme guys that I remember. <laughs> yeah. you know, back well, the, the second card for armor, I'm going away from that. Okay. So, yeah. So, And then uh, there's um daisy which you yep. gave me the name for which yes. is skunk yes so because i always wanted to put a skunk in there i just couldn't because i kept trying to win places in the fdr and i couldn't get it so like fine i'll just do it myself so uh, yeah her her finisher is uh aroma therapy yes so, yeah so, yeah, you haven't got an FTR spot. Did, did you get a GWFZ spot? I know Cameron got yeah, one. Yeah, Cameron did. Cameron yeah. did. Yeah, yeah and he, was, he was young enough that uh, we, we uh, dedicated to Dave Sainz's act because mm-hmm. he had a dark star creature bootleg that was out there. And uh, he just passed away when it was there, so he dedicated it to him. Uh, that was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just the his original view of what Dark Star Creature was, yeah. uh, getting to bring that versus you know just being the you know, what, what wound up being the creeper, uh, eventually. yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah, was, I will say that TK, don't feel bad. I don't think I got an FTR spot or a promoter madness spot, so you know, no. yeah. you're, you're, in, you're in good company, yeah. Yeah, Tom wouldn't let you get a promoter madness spot, uh, Mike, because I think you because you got to create all the early classics guys. I think that was his. I, I think I, I think it was rigged. My, I think it was rigged. Oh, it was definitely. Oh, there was definitely some rigged stuff going on there for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I'm positive of that. Yeah, um, when, when I saw when I saw him read Mike and then throw it back in, I, I knew it was, it was yeah, rigged. That's true. That's true. <laughs> 
So, so Sam, you've been a little quiet there. Do you have any uh, questions for TK? Uh, no, I mean, it's been, it's been great actually to just be a fly on the wall and, and listen, you know, and, and, and Sam now knows how we feel, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoy it. Um, so, I, uh, no, I, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, you touched on obviously was talking about, um, you know, favorite characters and, 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 and moments and that sort of stuff. And I'm just curious as far as like, you know, actually playing out matches, if you have any matches that, that stick out for you that, you know, felt like uh, they were big and important and, and, and they paid off the dice, you know, cooperated with mm-hmm. maybe the build up to a match and that sort of stuff and, and who the competitors were uh, in those matches. Uh, so the, my first one was, uh, I still remember this one because I, when I wrote Mark Aspie, he's like, that's that's a long match. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the good end, it was, it was Spike, who was Galaxian champion against uh, Iron Man. Iron Man mm-hmm. eventually win one, but it was like an hour. So in real time, and it was back and forth. It wasn't, you know, it's it kind of, I was doing it in a hutch. We're out, out in the uh, school of infantry and I was, had time to burn because right before guard duty. So I played it. And it was like, I went back and forth, and I used to have the old, old rule, if you roll at 12, you kick out, regardless. You know, now, now I turned it into a schoolboy, but uh, yeah, I went back and forth in Iron Man, ended up winning that one. So that one was good. On the other end, we had we had a convention, and we had a loser tournament, and we had Pollux against Ursa Major. <laughs> so, yeah, that one, we, we cut it off in 45 minutes. Liam gave a pin save, or a, a pin attempt at it at all. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was like the before Black Death came out, I was running something kind of like that, uh, and then found out Tom had Black Death. It was kind of uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Blackest Night. I was running a, oh, a yeah. story similar to that. You know, and I had you know uh, Symbiosis little creature was was pegging people with its tail. And they were turning into zombies, and it was, you know, had a big storyline, you know, big wrap up coming in Black Death. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. Right now, I have the, the multiverse thing going on. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Nice. Nice. Did you, uh, you know, it sounds like obviously you've, you've kind of always put your own spin on things, but was there ever a time when, you know, you felt like you wanted to be or had to be you know, strictly by the book or have you always felt the freedom to just kind of go your own way and do, you know, do whatever you wanted to do? Uh, I've kind of always done what I wanted to do. Like the, right before when I began to the department of power, I had, he started a group called the master plan which eventually turned into Vigilantes Incorporated. So it was, uh, I turned Galactic Punisher bad, just called him the Punisher. And the next set, of course, Vigilante comes out. And <laughs> then, uh, Pegasus, uh, Pegasus, Choppermatic, Bounty Hunter, and where was I? I lost, lost track. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Punisher. The, the, so, and they went against Spike's squadron. Uh, just Spike, Soldier of Fortune, uh, Matador, and Dark Star Creature, nice. and play on Sting's Sting's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. that's cool. So what you had, so you had uh, Punisher versus uh, Soldier of Fortune a year before yep. they tagged. Did you have them tag up after that, though? Yeah, they eventually went and then they split everything else like that. So okay. And I had Alpha Alpha Force come in, steal gases, Alpha Stone. That's how he got his powers. So nice. Yeah. You mentioned the 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 roll of twelve thing. Did you have any other house rules that you've used over the years or that you still use today? Um not really. I mean the, the schoolboy now, I use Pariah's uh pre-match chart now that he gave to me. Mm-hmm. So basically if you're rolling this he goes first and they, they roll the same number if you roll on this chart and different things can happen. Oh so, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So how the schoolboy is on the twelve then? Well yeah box cards. Okay. Yeah. So yeah my youngest used that too. So he likes that idea because I think there all always should be a chance of winning. Um but Give some of the give some of the undercards, you know, uh, uh, a chance at beating somebody else. And the uh, let's see, you have to be champion in a non-title match, you know, championship shot. I used to go by rankings and then went to storyline. Uh, now in my 2087, I'm going by strictly just ranking. So. Um, that's about it. Okay. Nice. Cool. Mike, anything uh, anything you want to throw in there? Um. Well, TK, what, what do you think about um, this podcast? With uh, I'm, I'm curious. You know, there's 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 a lot of content out there, and so I'm I'm just curious. Just I, I want to actually I'm I'm, ta- I'm the risk taker of this group, so I'm just going to ask you about what your opinion of the podcast is. Actually, I listened to it the day that it comes out, so it has more to do with GWF, and it has a lot of a lot of the older older school stuff there, you know, chit chatting. And then that's why I like I like you and Uncharted Territory. I gave up. I listened to forty K tournament or podcasts and everything else about it, so it's entertaining. So some some of the wrestlers I don't know, but hey. <laughs> So, well, well, there's one risk taken that turned out okay. So, you know, it's okay. I, I would have cut, I would have had Sam cut this out of the podcast if he'd answered it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which would have been a but, chore uh, because I'm lazy and I don't like to edit anything. So, <laughs> I, I know, but I would have made you do it. You know, I'd have found some, some I'd have found some leverage somewhere for you, Sam, but, uh-huh. but it was, uh, but but no, it's it, it's it's great to have you on TK. Like you said, I mean, I remember meeting you, you know, at my first Galacticon. It's it's always, um, it's neat, and, and I'm I'm glad that um, you know. Hopefully, you're. I mean, it was good to see you last year in person, but uh, you know, hopefully you'll you'll make Galacticon this year, and and you can you know resume your in person streak. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The community is great, so especially now. It's come a long way, you know, and uh, yeah, the community right now is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I echo those sentiments without a doubt. Um, do you uh, do you play any of the other game lines, Legends or Indies, or strictly just? Yeah, I, I play Legends. I have. Uh, yeah, he played Legends. I remember him playing Legends. Yeah, well, yeah, that got me started. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Gotta date your cards, TK. Gotta date them. Not just card number one, number two. Gotta date them. 
Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I played Legends a little bit, not as much as GWF. The problem with Legends, at least in my opinion, is um, there's too much. I mean, there's, it's it's hard. Like right you now, heard it here first, people. We have to stop making Legends yeah, cards. Right. Slow it uh, down. It's also <laughs> case the, the yeah. idea. Yeah. No, it's, you know, we have all these stars to choose choose from and like during the draft because there's uh as i share a territory with scott poquette marcus i got all main eventers and that wasn't very good planning so i, I like <laughs> cut back on my roster you know because like oh steve williams is up, but i'll get him okay cool and then oh he's up, i'll get him so you know but you know uh yeah so yeah it's i i like legends I like, especially recently with some of the stars like Vader, you know, I marked out when Vader was there and I basically ran up and down the stairs all excited when Kurt Angle came out because, <laughs> uh, you know, Kurt Angle is awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Indies, uh, I dabbled a little with Ring of Honor and that's what actually got me into watching Ring of Honor. So uh, we were, we watched, uh, we went to the one, where Briscoe lost to Jay Lethal. Mm. And uh, yeah, and Jay Lethal's awesome. I don't know if you guys met him. So uh, I took my I've, youngest I've met there. Him before, actually, yeah. And uh, uh, he's like, oh, Jay Lethal this, Jay Lethal that, Jay Lethal this, Jay Lethal that. We got up to the line. Uh, how you doing? Uh, like, <laughs> you want to hold my title? Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, 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 kid, come back with my belt. You know, it's like, yeah. So. He, sounds, he sounds almost as cool as James Jeffries. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, I have to I have to put in my cheap plug for James Jeffries because my kids absolutely love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the James Jeffries of your kids. I mean, because uh, he, you know, he w- listens to his podcast. He gets on. And he plays video games against other players, and he's played against Marcus a couple times in Fire Pro Wrestling and like stuff like that. So. And uh, he has a bunch of stuff signed from him, posters and like, a bunch of stuff. He sent him like we went to one in Minnesota, and they were supposed to go to his bar. End up they went to ODB's bar, so and he was upset and he wrote in. He got this stack of stuff from Jay Lethal all signed and everything else. And he's like, "Yeah, when, next time we're there, I'll meet your kid." And he's, "Yep." So yeah, it was pretty cool. So, which I can't say that much about AJ Styles. I didn't like meeting him. <clears throat> so. Okay, sorry, I rambled. No, <laughs> right. no, no, that's great. That's great. I, I, I appreciate it. I, you know, I appreciate hearing the stories, and you know, um, it's always fun to to talk about the real stuff, uh, you know, as opposed to the the fictional stuff. But uh, I mean, it's all a part of this this world that that we all love, and you know, are part of the community for. So, um, but I mean, it sounds like you've been there for for some some really cool shows. I mean, obviously, you know, Carrie beating Flair, uh, mm-hmm. but but even you know some of the, the the more current stuff, like you say, with with Jay beating uh, Briscoe for for the belt uh, is pretty awesome. And uh, you know, I'll say this about uh, about meeting Jay Lethal: he wasn't as tall as I expected him to be. Like I knew he wasn't yeah. like a big guy, but like I was, I, I but I, I was just surprised. I, I thought he was going to be like I thought he was going to be a little bit taller than me, but he's actually like a, a little bit shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Marcus I was, was twelve or thirteen when he met him, and Marcus was almost taller than he was. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. But, but he's got a uh, big personality. 
So, you know, that, oh, yeah. he, he yeah, does, and he's all. a hell of an athlete and a hell of a talent. So, you know, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what he may lack in size, he makes up for in, in many other ways. Better bad um, guy than a good guy. <laughs> um, True. So where do you where do you see you know yourself kind of going as a player? Do you do you play uh, online or strictly uh, on the tabletop, or um, are you interested in the in the in the app that's 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 coming out? Uh, let's see. Uh, I used to play online. I just I just get all of it for stats now. Uh, I used to play against uh, Eric Kaniki. You know, we'd have our cards together and crisscross. Uh, not so much on anymore. Occasionally, I'll get on there when I'm traveling. That way, you know, I don't have to carry all the cards and stuff with me. So, uh, with work, I've been going to Boulder and Denver a lot to help them out for school and everything else. So, um, mostly a card player. I like the feel of the dice, and the cards, and seeing the art and stuff like that. Um, the app, I'm, the app, I'm intrigued. So. I mean, I haven't I haven't played uh, uh, what it's based off of, but I'm, I'm intrigued and interested to see what what's how's it going to go. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Um. <laughs> a lot, 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 lot more that has to be shared, I think, for a lot of people to really understand what it'll be about. But yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I'm I'm just thrilled that you came on, TK. I think it's 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 uh, you know I think. Sam and Todd were saying earlier, I know this was a uh, last minute fill in uh, that, that we asked you to, to jump in on it. And, and it's uh, you know, always great to have any, any of our uh, promoter spotlights, but to have you jump on here at the last minute and kind of bail us out uh, was a, uh, was, a, was a really cool thing. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I, I just want to say the same. I mean, thank you so much for joining us and, you know, sharing this this really wide breadth of, of experiences with the game. I mean, you know, going back to practically the beginning and and, uh, and just having so many cool stories and moments and, you know, obviously unique takes uh, on certain things. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure this won't be the last time that, that we do this uh, in some capacity, whether it's one of our tournament shows or if we get some some something else going on at some point i'm sure we'll uh, we'll have you back on um but todd you you started this so i'll let you finish it <laughs> uh yeah no, no tk you're a good friend i've been wanting uh to have you on here glad we you know what was you know hoping to give a little more notice to you but uh thank you for coming <laughs> on there uh you know we've we've been talking a lot over the long course of the last couple of years it was there when uh he would talk to you after you've lost your entire collection and was able to kind of get it back yeah. there we didn't even touch on that yeah um yeah, we were, but, for those that don't know my house was uh hit with a tornado slash microburst and or like the side of the house is gone my collection was all wet and smushed together mm. so, and, uh, kevin butcher actually started that uh that fundraiser and i got all the gwf stuff and card and everything else that was very cool to have so I, I try to return that every year by buying buying people that need sets or don't have don't have around Christmas time. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's always yeah it's always good to kind of you know pay back, back there. So that's that's really yeah. nice you're able to do that now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anything else you want to kind of leave us with uh, TK here as we kind of wrap up the spotlight on you? 
Uh, I don't think so. Besides, good night, Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, that's, that's another ten podcast. bucks. That's another ten bucks you owe this yeah. guy. Yeah, you get owe Stu now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Chad will collect for on behalf of the podcast, but that's twenty bucks. Oh, yeah, killing our budget here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there an FEC fine, uh, fine that comes with this too? I don't even know. I mean, it's I, it's, I just know about the royalties. Todd's, Todd's responsible for the regulatory stuff. Jeez, oh man, oh boy. All right, well, he's the well, business-minded one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> someone's got to be running. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you, TK, for uh, for coming on. And uh, Sam, anything else uh, to kind of wrap us up tonight? Um, so yeah, you know, uh, a couple of things, actually, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, just because it, it, it's kind of random and not at all necessarily related directly to, uh, our podcast, but it is related in a way to the community. And that is that, um, I have mentioned before, uh, numerous times that when it comes to sports, uh, in general, that, uh, I, I, you know, I've struggled to connect with, uh, a lot of sports over the past few years. Um, in particular, um, you know, I was, I was a big football guy through college and, uh, that j- I just fell off with, with football. I don't really follow it. I'm not that interested in it anymore. Um, there was a time when, you know, I was interested in hockey, but, um, it just, you know, I would follow it to, to an extent, but, Again, not necessarily my thing. Baseball is, is, you know, baseball is baseball. I'll always enjoy it. I'll always follow it. I'll always root for the Cubs. You know, that that's just me. That You know, that'll happen. One sport that I had really sworn off and not really been into since I was a teenager, um, but one of the only sports that I ever actually played was basketball. And I was so out of the loop on basketball. I haven't watched a basketball game in literally probably 15 years. Um, How and- tall are you, Sam, just, just, just for those at home? About five eleven. Okay, so you get you, you get a little bit of size. You're you're not you're not you're not a midget. Okay, no. you can play, you can play right. basketball. Okay. Um, so so uh, so I I, I I I you know this has not been a secret. I think I've mentioned this before uh, in, in one forum or another, but. A while back, Uncharted Territory did an episode, and you know, Stu and Tim talked basketball, and uh, they did another episode where Stu had talked about some basketball books. And I love books and history and sports history in particular. You know, I've got books on baseball, and you know, I've read books on football and hockey, and um, you know, that that stuff has always intrigued me. And of course, I think it's kind of an extension in a way of the wrestling fascination. And, and you know, I have I've put together a wrestling library over the past few years that I, I look at the stacks of books I have, and I'm just sort of like how this happen. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I got bit, I guess in a way, and I thought it was going to be the NCAA tournament that was going to pull me in, but I didn't pay attention to it at all. I didn't watch any of the games and I was just sort of like, you know what? It's just, it's just, it's just not for me. And then I'll be damned. I watched a play in game for the NBA playoffs and I just loved it. I enjoyed so much about it. And I just was, I, 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 I found myself all of a sudden saying, Oh boy, I'm going to watch the playoffs this year. And I have, I have watched them a lot and I have started enjoying certain teams so much so that I can say it's not a spoiler because you know, we're, we're, we're taped. Uh, so as long as no one here cares about the score of the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game, I was just going to say, I, I have it on in the background. Oh my I was, God. I, I, like that's, that's crazy. That game. It is, I mean, yeah. that, that was nuts. It, absolutely was nuts. nuts. Absolutely nuts. And the Grizzlies have been one of those teams that I have just been like, I, I, I've really 
come to love, you, you know, for, for no particular reason other than watching this series of games with the Timberwolves. Uh, and, and, and yeah, they won uh, tonight in, in like the final, you know, two seconds of the game, basically. Nice. Uh, just awesome stuff. Uh, so crazy. crazy I, Three you know, point shots, like back and forth at each other. Yeah. And, you know, John I, makes the, the layup there, like the left handed layup to take the lead, and then they miss the buzzer beater. But I mean, crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Just, just why? I'm a Sixers guy. I'm not, I'm not a Grizzlies guy. I'm a Sixers guy, but, but I will. Sure. Yeah. I will, <laughs> I, I, I will give props on that, on that, 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 that finish. That was an amazing game. So here, so here's something uh, you mentioned the Sixers. So my one of my best friends uh, lives in Scranton. You know, I used to live out in Scranton. I mean, he's a big Sixers guy. And uh, we were talking the other day, and he's convinced that they're going to blow it. And I reminded him because you know now I have to know everything about basketball that no team has ever come back from you know three zero deficit in the playoffs before. So my question to uh, you is: true. Is do you no, think sir. it's not true? That that not did in basketball, not in basketball. Yes, they have, sir. Yes, they have. They Who have, win? Okay. I uh, that's. that's that's not what I was reading the other day. Who win? Denver Nuggets. Yep. Denver Nuggets well, the came Nuggets. back from 2-0 in a five-game series. No, no, there was somebody who came back. Uh, well, first off, the Sixers blew a 3-1 lead to the Hawks last year. So well, that's, that's what it was. But I'm talking about 3-0. 3-0 was uh, – I thought there was one. Wasn't there one that went down? I don't, think, there I don't think there's ever been a 3-0 the- – the, the, I remember the Nuggets, the Nuggets were two. They were down two zero in a best of five. They, they were down two zero in a best of five. Came back and won it, and then the next series is down three zero, forced to game seven, and then lost to game seven. Yeah, I do remember that back in like, yeah, when the Matumbo is. Yeah, so that was the Matumbo. I remember the the iconic picture of him like lying on the floor clutching <laughs> the basketball after. They yes, won. yes, yes. All right. So regardless, so so regardless, no, no, no. Stu Stu or Tim can correct us, uh, or the internet can. But 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 regardless of whether or not that is the case, do you think the Sixers are going to blow it? Of course, that's what Philadelphia teams do, dude. I'm an Eagles. <laughs> I'm an Eagles man. I'm I'm used to heartbreak. So. <laughs> Um, probably. No, you, I, I think you can't be worried about it. I mean, Philly fans are always worried about it because they're Philly fans, but th- yeah, they're going to win. They're yeah. going to win. Yeah. I know. I, I think that, I think that first right. game, they just absolutely dismantled them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the problem is Embiid got hurt. Okay. Yeah. And, and, yep. and James Harden still hasn't figured out how to shoot in the playoffs yet. So they're working on that, right? I mean, it's it's well, it was funny because I think it's a confidence thing for Harden. You know, it's gotten in his head that he had a couple bad uh, playoff series, and you know, you Embiid is like the like master mental manipulator. Like if you ever if you actually listen to his post game comments, pre game comments, they always have a purpose. Like he seems like he's just you know make you know talking smack or he's doing this. It always he always has a reason for it. And he's like, after the last game, he's like, you know, he needs to be more aggressive now. We need him to be more aggressive because I'm yeah. hurt. Like, but he needs, yeah. and so I, I, he's he's trying to get Harden's confidence up. But he's like, coach needs to get him more shots. He's good. Hmm. 
Um, uh, by the way, I was able to verify no team in NBA history has ever come back from a three and O deficit in the playoffs. Um, so the, the other series that was amazing to me was the Celtics sweeping, uh, the nets. Uh, I, I thought that that was fantastic. Um, I, the, the Celtics were the first basketball team that I ever got interested in when I was about seven years old, uh, cause we were living in New Hampshire at the time. Um, not too far from Boston. It was, it was a quick commute for my dad to work, but, um, but uh, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I just there's a lot of things that I won't say because again, being being a new fan, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off. But I, I kind of enjoyed seeing the Nets get swept. So, um, uh, you know, good for the Celtics. I think you and a lot of people. I think yeah. quite a few. And I can tell you, there were a few Sixers fans that were really thrilled to see uh-huh. Ben Simmons opt out of Game Four. Yeah. Uh, that was like yeah. the. There's, yeah. there's a lot of Sixers fans going, "Yep, we know that story." So yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, it's too bad. I mean, you know, you, you feel there's a bunch of people who signed up for that team thinking they were going to be able to compete for a title. And right. It didn't happen. So, and, and a couple X Sixers who I really like on that team too, for the record, Seth Curry being number one on that list. Oh, yeah. Made it farther than the Lakers still though. True. <laughs> Very true. Um, well, that's, but, you know, it's funny. The two, the, the, the two franchises that are, most run by players, both out. Yeah. Interesting. Right. I mean, I think, I think if you ask around the NBA, the Lakers definitely superstar driven, definitely go to LeBron and Davis uh, when they want to make a move. And then the Nets, I mean, Kyrie Irving talked I mean, in his post game says, well, you know, the, the owner, the GM, KD and I need to come up with a better plan. Totally leaves the coach out. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, he's like, Mm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, uh, you don't even have the decency to, to, to include the coach's name. I mean, like he's only like one of the greatest players of his generation. Right. Steve Nash. Right. right you know, like, right. like it's not like he's some, some dude who, you know, played division three and, you know, decided to become a coach, right. This is like a great player and Kyrie's acting like he doesn't count. So yeah. really interesting dynamic, but uh, you know, the two most superstar driven teams, both out, um, before the end of the first round. So. Yeah. 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 And then of course, uh, this, this Warriors Nuggets series has, has been intriguing to me too. I've really enjoyed watching it and, and just seeing some of the stuff that's been happening. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see, uh, how it all shakes out, uh, at this point. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I can, I can blame, uh, I can blame Stu and I can blame, uh, Tim for, for kind of igniting that interest. And again, part of it was books, you know, he, he mentions these books and, and so I, I've picked them up now. I'm, I'm reading, um, the Bill Simmons book, um, which is great. Oh, you are reading the book of basketball. Oh, Oh, that's, that's what's on my list to do someday. Yeah. Speaking of books, just real quick. And I'm going to open a whole can of worms here, but I'm just going to ask the question. Have you read the Sheik book yet? (laughs) I have not, but I do own it. Uh, I, I, I have it. I just haven't read it yet. Have you? Todd, did you, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I I know you have. (laughs) Yeah, I have. I definitely have. I I I got it on Kindle. Everybody else was doing with back order, and I found it on Kindle for like four fifty eight or five fifty eight, whatever it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. I said the same thing. I said done deal and read it, and well worth the read. Good. I'll just say that. 
I'm, we'll have I'm, to discuss that on a different episode. We should probably go home soon. But, we should. Know, we should go know, home I'm, soon. I'm, uh, the the last thing that I want to throw out there is is another thing that's kind of you know meshed up perfectly with this 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 basketball renaissance that I find myself going through. In addition to watching the games and reading the books, is uh, Winning Time uh, on HBO Max. If you're not watching Winning Time on HBO Max, you're missing one of the best shows on television right now, without a doubt. Uh, the performances are amazing. John C. Riley is is just incredible uh, every step of the way. Um, both of the John guys. Riley's just incredible you can well, just exactly. stop there yeah Nancy riley's just incredible uh the the guys the, the guys that they've got playing uh magic and kareem are fantastic and both of these guys are like new like the the guy playing magic has literally never done anything before like this is his first thing and, it, and it's just like dude you guys found a star like he's gonna be he's gonna be big he's he's great um but but everyone you know who doesn't like this show who jerry west Oh yes, <laughs> I did hear about that. None of the none of the none of the players apparently. Like Magic doesn't like it either. Uh, somebody else said that they didn't like it. I, well, I mean, West is West is going to sue over it. Oh really? He, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, because they've 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 portrayed him as a raging alcoholic with anger management issues. <laughs> oh, He's like, I don't know. And, I, and I, I like, don't know if they portrayed him as a raging alcoholic, but the anger management issues, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and he, you know, I mean, but there's like members of like the Lakers staff who were all like, who were there at the time, all complaining about it. Like they, they, they've, they hatcheted him up just because it made for good TV. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not though? I mean, it's, a, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I, like I said, the performances are incredible. Uh, Adrian Brody who, who plays Pat Riley is just awesome. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to think that like, with all the other great performances that are going on in this show that his might be the best. Um, and, uh, uh I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it, yes. I mean, it, obviously they've done a lot for drama and they, and they, they don't hide it. I mean, there's literally like a disclaimer. Uh, I, I think it was at the beginning of the first episode and now it's at the end of every other episode about, you know, situations and characters and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, have been changed. And I, I just think that when you look at something as a piece of entertainment, it's just fantastic. Um, um, you know, if you're looking for a history lesson, there are better places to go find it without a doubt. But um, I'm loving it uh, and I'm enjoying it. And and I think that uh, I'm surprised that that I'm enjoying it all as much as I am, uh, you know, through this vessel of, of basketball. So uh, I, I meant to say something about it last week, but in a way, I'm kind of glad I waited until this week because I've I've been able to binge the rest of winning time and, you know, the rest of the, the playoffs that have been going on in this first round, which have been pretty, pretty insane and crazy. So uh, so that's all I wanted to add. Two, two more episodes to go, so I think I got plenty of time to catch up and binge. Then, no, I, you got me. You got me intrigued. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, we'll, it's we'll talk about Ted Lasso next. Okay, fair enough. Oh, well, you know, I mean, that is the sport that I do that I do follow. I, Manchester City actually won their Champions League game today against Real Madrid, which made me very, very happy. Uh, so, four three though. Four three. Yeah, right at yeah. home. Four three at home. That's going to be the second leg's dangerous. They also had two. They also had two of their best players out injured. So you know, I mean it's been, it's been a long season. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're the, they're the best team in the world. They're the best team in the world right now. And I would, and I would absolutely put them against anybody, anybody else. Uh, and if they get Erling Holland in the transfer market, no, they're going to be untouchable. Okay. <laughs> you, you said it. I just, I'm just going to leave it right there. That's I'm going to leave that out there. Sam said that they are the best. Nobody can beat them. There we go. Well, I didn't okay. say nobody could beat them. I just said they're the best team in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
then they should win the Champions League. Shouldn't be an issue. Well, but it's not that simple with football, though. It's not that simple with football. I just said the second leg is going to be really tricky because they won 4-3 at home. (laughs) Three road goals. Think about that for a minute. Three away goals. We'll we'll see. Just saying. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm always perfectly happy to be wrong. Uh, All right. So uh, I guess that is it. Uh, Mike, do you have anything left? Amen. Good night to our friends on the Baltic. See, that's how we get around the copyright issues, TK. Yeah, right. Not bad. <laughs> Todd, Todd, you got anything else for us? Uh, no, and then uh, I think next week we'll be back with another episode. And i uh, got a couple confirmations here, but uh, we look like we are set for our next tournament episode next week. Woo-hoo. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, and I'll, I'll even give the topic here. Uh, oh, it will oh. be a masked wrestler tournament. Yes. And uh, now, did you? I thought it was going to be the Cliff Clavin who are eight people who have not been in my kitchen tournament. So that's, that's <laughs> it could be that too. We did. We talked about this before. So I'm curious if you'll if you'll go one step further. Are we doing masked wrestlers who are in the game only, or just masked wrestlers? It'll be masked wrestlers in the. Indies game, so it'll be an indies oh. focused. Oh, so, so okay, now yeah, that's that way. Be- that way, Mil Mascaris can't, you know, you know, you know, no yeah, I, I wouldn't pick like, Mil Mascaris. He, he wouldn't beat me to because he's not the greatest mass wrestler of all time by a large margin, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. He's true, the most overrated mass wrestler, <laughs> but, but but he wouldn't he wouldn't agree to participate in the tournament <laughs> if he wasn't going to win. That's so very true. That's, you just got to realize very, very how true. this is going to yeah. be booked. Yeah, yeah, okay, very true. Very true. Uh, anyway, um, so awesome. Well, I can't wait. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I, I have a couple of tournaments in the works, uh, working on lining up people to participate in, but we will have an Indies one, a, uh, legends tournament and a champions of the galaxy tournament over the course of the next uh, couple months there. So, Sweet. uh, should be fun. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, in that case, it's my job to get us out of here. So uh, I'm going to go for the three count. Mike, awesome to have you with us uh, as usual. Uh, I didn't know that you were going to be here tonight, so it was it was unexpected but welcome treat. Todd, as always, thank you so much for riding shotgun and helping me to you know make sure that we do this because without you, it it probably just wouldn't happen. Um, and TK, thank you again so much for being our guest tonight. Join us talking about uh, your experience with the game. Um, the promoter spotlights are always a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, I, you know, I feel like I just get to do an extended promoter spotlight by being the host of the show. Cause you know, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all promoters. Um, Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the other content providers out there uh, in the Phil Singer Games community. Of course, the Uncharted Territory crew um, releasing great episodes on a weekly basis. Uh, really enjoyed their last episode with the um, Legends uh, Expansion 9 uh, overview. Um, some great, great stories there. Uh, of course, Grant Pachoco uh, with Phil Singer Games uh, fan podcast. Uh, I, I know there's not been much uh, uh, there lately, but hopefully we'll, we'll hear something real soon from that. Uh, and then and don't forget, of course, uh, Brock and Mike doing their spotlights over on uh, Facebook slash YouTube and then Brockster Builds on Twitch. Um, Lee Longpree with the Dizzy Dice and, and everybody else who's out there creating, sharing results. Uh, make sure you check out the Phil Singer Games Promoters uh, Facebook and, and then, of course, the message boards, um, which you can find the link over at uh, philsingergames.com. Keep an eye there, of course, also for the next teasers. Uh, there will be a Legends teaser on Friday, Champions of the Galaxy on Monday, and an Indies on Friday. 
Wednesday. We'll be back next week with that tournament episode. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and one another. Stay safe out there. Watch a little basketball. Watch a little soccer. Roll the dice. Do something that makes you happy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Roll Up. <laughs>